Hello, and welcome back to the Model Shop Podcast. My name is Fio, and I'll be your host as we explore the early days of Walt Disney Imagineering. We'll get to know some incredible people, experience extinct attractions, and always be on the lookout for some extra pixie dust. There are a lot of details that go into creating the atmosphere of a Disney theme park. There are the incredible smells, the beautiful buildings and immersive attractions, the themed food offerings, and the amazing playlists of unforgettable songs. All of these details get a fair bit of attention, but there is another very important element that gets lost in the crowd far too often, and that is the plants all around Disneyland. Just think about it. When you're in Fantasyland, the topiaries look completely different than the jungle in Adventureland, and the plants in Tomorrowland look absolutely the opposite from those in Frontierland. The theming of the plants is part of what makes each land so distinctive and immersive, so it is hard to remember that all of those plants actually exist within 85 acres. I am by no means an agricultural expert, but I know that generally, different climates allow for different plants. So the fact that Disneyland has a jungle, desert, future, past, and fantasy plants, whatever those are, is pretty magical. Of course, once I finally noticed that, I started to wonder exactly who the plant wizard behind all of it was, and what an interesting person he was. Morgan Evans, known as Bill Evans to pretty much everyone, was born June 10th, 1910. From a young age, he was exposed to a large variety of his plants, as his father had a passion for all kinds of fauna from around the world. Evans grew up surrounded by exciting and unusual plants, and definitely had a passion for them. However, in his earliest years of adulthood, Evans did not pursue a career in landscaping, but rather joined the Merchant Marines. When he was traveling all around the world, though, he never forgot about plants, and he returned with plenty of seeds for even more exciting plants for his father's garden. After serving in the Merchant Marines, Evans attended Stanford University pursuing a degree in geology, but he was forced to leave before completing it due to financial struggles associated with the Great Depression. He returned to his home in Santa Monica and helped his father begin to profit from their shared love of plants in the form of a landscaping business. Before long, this business, called Evans and Reeves Landscaping, was booming, and many celebrities in the area began to take notice of Evans' horticultural skills. Before long, one particularly influential man noticed. Of course, his name was Walt Disney, and of course, his requests were a bit different from those of many of the rest of Evans' clients. In addition to landscaping for his house and the surrounding areas, Walt was interested in landscaping for his small-scale train that traveled throughout his property. Evans might have thought it was kind of a strange request, as not many people tend to have trains casually chugging along through their backyard. But he was undoubtedly more surprised when Walt made contact again in 1954, time requesting landscaping help for something much larger than a train. Walt needed plants to bring his most recent dream of Disneyland to life, and he knew that Evans was just the person to bring the magic of plants to the magic of Disneyland. Such began a long and impressive career with Walt Disney Imagineering, in which Bill Evans worked not only on every last land in Disneyland, 
as well as a few specific attractions, but also on landscaping for the Epcot Center, Tokyo Disneyland, Disney's Hollywood Studios, Typhoon Lagoon, and Disneyland Paris. Even after he retired from Imagineering in 1975, he continued to have an indirect but very valuable influence on the company, as before he left, he provided mentorship for so many people. And among landscapers, he is regarded similarly to Walt Disney, according to Imagineer Becky Bishop. He touched so many people's lives, teaching them how to make art with plants and inspiring them to push the boundaries of landscape architecture. In order to get an understanding of just how greatly Bill Evans impacted Disneyland, let's take a stroll around and notice all of the distinctive and memorable plants. We start right in front of the train station with the floral Mickey Mouse. I can hardly imagine a Disneyland day starting with any other site, and we have Bill Evans to thank for that, as well as all of the other lovely flowers that line Main Street USA. In Tomorrowland, we'll discover exactly what future plants really means. They're all edible. That's right, from the very beginning, pretty much every single plant in Tomorrowland has had multiple uses, and some of these edible plants are actually harvested and eaten in Disneyland. On another note, we also have Bill Evans to thank for the plants of the past that we see in the primeval world diorama. Though all of these lands show glimpses of Bill Evans' genius, the most obvious display of it is in one particular attraction on the left side of the park, and his influence begins, in fact, which, with which side of the park it's on. You see, in original plans for Disneyland, Adventureland, and of course, the Jungle Cruise, was going to be on the right side of the hub, where Tomorrowland lies today. Walt famously refused to change a lot of his original plans, but Bill Evans was able to convince him to switch Adventureland to the left side and Tomorrowland to the right in order to take advantage of the naturally growing eucalyptus, eucalyptus trees for the Jungle Cruise. The creation of the Jungle Cruise was one of Bill Evans' hardest tasks. A California orange grove has very little in common with a wild, dangerous jungles of the world, and the plants there are no exception. Evans had to identify plants that would be able to survive in the desert-like heat of California while also looking like all of the major jungles in the world. One of the many ways he was able to achieve this was by planting orange trees upside down. Honestly, I wouldn't have thought that planting trees upside down was an option, but Bill Evans clearly knew better than me because the exposed roots look very jungle-like. I'll bet that any of you who have ridden the Jungle Cruise have never noticed that there are actually quite a few orange trees within it. There are over 750 plant species in Disneyland, and a lot of that is thanks to Bill Evans' incredible knowledge of plants. He had such a deep and beautiful understanding of such a large variety of species, and always encouraged other Imagineers to think outside of the box, using unexpected plants in unexpected ways. He really was the father of all Disney plants, but that is far from all he was. Every person he mentored remembers the beauty of his outlook on life. He was kind to and accepting of everyone, and was known to say that he had never met a man he didn't like. His incredible talent, combined with his caring nature, meant that Evans contributed so much to the Disney company, and it is only fitting that he has a window on Main Street USA reading Evans Gardens, Exotic and Rare Species, Freeway Collections, Established 1910, Morgan, 
Bill Evans, senior partner. This window is actually one of my very favorites because of the story associated with the phrase freeway collections, which probably seems a little random. You see, in making the Jungle Cruise, Evans needed quite a large amount of plant material, and so he had to get a bit creative with where he got his plants from. At the time, many new freeways were being constructed in Southern California, and of course, trees were being cleared to do so. So Evans spent quite a bit of time in 1954 hanging around these construction sites, buying the trees that were uprooted for this construction and bringing them back to Disneyland. So not only did Bill Evans use plants from around the world, he also took advantage of resources that were right there. For some pixie dust today, I would like to challenge you, and challenge myself, to spend a bit more time in the next day or week noticing all of the plants around you. I know that I personally feel like I might be lacking some plant interaction, so I'm going to be trying to get outside more, and I might even buy a new plant to keep inside my home. I always notice that plants have their own kind of magical way of calming me down and making me happier. Bill Evans certainly understood that power, and maybe you can too. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Model Shop Podcast, and I will see you all real soon.